Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the drill. If you're new here, just a heads up. You might hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, now's the time. Grab your headphones. Real quick, I wanted to let you know that my brand new 30-day purpose journal is now available on Amazon. This journal was written to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And this journal is for anyone who is looking to start a simple journaling practice that's also very effective and purposeful. The morning and evening journaling prompts are designed to help you get super deep, super fast. Because I know you're busy. I know many of you are moms. I know many of you have jobs. I know many of you are aspiring entrepreneurs. And you recognize the importance of having some sort of journaling practice or morning and evening routine. And you know how important it is to set aside a little chunk of your day just for you. So you have the energy and the ability to pour into everyone around you. But you've also got a lot going on. And you have to prioritize your time and use your time wisely. So I wrote this journal to be very, very intentional while also only taking you like 10 or 15 minutes at a time to work through. So check it out. It's available on Amazon. I'll leave a link in the show notes. All right, now let's get right into today's episode. Imagine a scale, not like a bathroom scale that you step on in the morning that says super rude things to you, like telling you how much you weigh, but like one of those legal scales where you have two little plates on each side suspended by little chains and balanced on opposite sides of a little crossbar resting on an upright post. You know what I'm talking about. Hopefully you know what I'm talking about because I don't know how good I am at painting a visual here. But let's say you have one of those legal scales And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google it. And let's say on one side of the scale, you put four quarters. And on the other side of the scale, you put a dollar bill. The scale is going to be unbalanced, right? 
because four quarters weigh quite a bit more than a dollar bill. But as far as their actual value is concerned, they're completely balanced. They just don't look balanced. If you want the scale to appear balanced, you need to actually have about $23 bills on the one side to balance out the weight of the four quarters on the other side. And obviously, we know that the value of $23 is way more than the value of four quarters. So as far as what it's worth to us, having $23 on one side and four quarters on the other side, that's unbalanced. So often, when we talk about work-life balance, we're looking at it through the wrong lens. We're looking at it from how it appears on the scale and not its actual value or what it's actually worth. Now, there's a lot of people who are adamantly against the idea of work-life balance, and they say it's not possible or not attainable. And then there's other people who are adamantly in pursuit of this balance. And I think both are right and both are wrong because most of the time, neither perspective is looking at the bigger picture. Having balance in our lives is not about spending equal amounts of time on every aspect of our lives. It's not about making a list of all the things in our life and then dividing up our hours equally. Having balance is about the overall value of the things you spend your time on. The actual time you invest in the various areas of your life is going to change. The important thing in order to maintain balance is going to be recognizing the value of each area of your life in any given season. For example, let's say you're a brand new mom, a, a brand new first-time mom. You have a brand new tiny little human who you're learning to take care of for the first time ever. The value of the time you spend with your baby in this season of your life is super high. It's super important. You're going to invest a little more time here during this season. But let's say you're a college student living at home with very few expenses maybe working a part-time job for a little spending money, but you're taking a full course load and your days are filled with classes and studying and writing papers. You're going to invest more time into school during this season than your job or your potential career because that's the most important thing right now during this season. Or what if you just graduated law school? You just passed the bar and you're a brand new associate at a large law firm. Maybe there's a handful of new associates and you know that after a year or two, only a couple of you are going to be offered a more permanent spot at the table. If this job is important to you and this is what you really want to be doing, you're going to bust your ass the next couple of years to bring in the most cases, clock the most billable hours, bring in the most money. Investing more time and attention in a particular area of your life during a particular season does not mean you don't have balance. When your life gets out of balance is when you don't allow yourself to transition from one season to the next because balance is obtained 
over the long term, when you're able to look back and say, I invested the time and energy that I needed to invest in the places I needed to invest it during the seasons when it was most important, that's when you know you're living a life of balance. It's like it's like the actual seasons. If you live somewhere where there are four seasons, you don't have winter, spring, summer, and fall all in one single day. Well, unless you live in Nebraska. But for most of the world, you have a season of winter, and that lasts a few months. And then you have a season of spring, which lasts a couple months, and then summer, and then fall. If you try to have a balance of all four seasons in one day or even in one week, you'd be so stressed out. You'd be so confused. You'd wake up in the morning and not know how to dress or how to plan your day. The balance of the seasons happens over the course of an entire year. During the winter, the trees focus on preservation. They don't focus on spreading their seeds. When they get to spring, their focus changes, and then they go all in on spreading their seeds. And the balance you want to find for your life is the same way. It's about knowing what's important during this season and knowing that it's okay to put a little more focus on that until you reach the next season. And we do this by first recognizing what season we're in and then putting boundaries around the things that we're choosing to invest in during that season. And I believe we have six main areas of life that we need to put some level of focus on in every single season. But the amount of focus we put on these areas is going to change based on the season. Those areas are number one, self, which is basically the relationship you have with yourself. Number two, relationships with other people. This can be family, friends, anyone who's important to you. And you get to define those relationships and what they mean to you. Number three is impact. This is basically how you live out your purpose. It might be a career. It might be a passion project. It might be being a stay-at-home mom. It's however you live out your purpose. And a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, it's what you do to make money. Number four, finances. And this is what you do with your money, not what you do to make it, but how you manage it, what it represents to you, just your overall relationship with money. Number five, your environment, which is where you live, where you spend your time, because this has a huge influence on you. And Number six is fun, which I give its own category because it can be tied to yourself, it can be tied to other people, it can be tied to your environment and even your career, but it can also be left out and forgotten about. And it's super easy to write it off as something that doesn't really matter, but it's actually super important. So in my book, it gets its own category. And so 
what does it look like to have boundaries around these areas of your life? Well, first of all, it's important that no matter what season you're in, you remember that all six of these areas of life should have some level of attention. You should never totally, completely eliminate one of these areas because you're in a season of focusing on another area. You just want to be conscious of the amount of time that you invest in that area. So if you're in a season right now where you're building a brand new business, you might be spending more time on your business than you're spending hanging out with friends. A boundary in this season might look like you've blocked off time in your calendar every Friday night to work on your business so you can't go out with friends on Friday night anymore like you used to. But Maybe instead of going out every single Friday night, instead you commit to meeting up with a certain friend once a month for coffee on a Saturday morning. If you're in a season of doing some very deep, intense inner work and reconnecting with yourself and you know that this is going to be a season of a lot of quiet, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of intentional growth and healing Maybe you're going to put dating on hold during this season so you don't get distracted or lose track of your intentions. And maybe you're just going to choose one close friend to really lean on during this season to help support you through it. So the boundaries you put around this season might be that you delete all the dating apps. You tell your friends, the, the ones who've been trying to set you up, you let them know that you're putting dating on hold for a little while. If you're in a season of Being a brand new mom, you might take a few months off work or building a business to focus on your new baby. Boundaries in this season might look like silencing the alerts on your phone so you can be present and only focus on what you want to focus on in the moment so you don't get distracted from what's in front of you. Or letting friends and family know that you only want visitors during this specific time frame on this specific day of the week and not to just show up unless they've made sure it's okay with you first. But like I said, all six of these areas are important during every single season of your life. It's just that in different seasons, you're going to prioritize them differently. It's always important to make time for fun. In some seasons, fun might look like singing karaoke in your living room to your cat in the morning before you leave for work. In other seasons, it might look like taking ski trips, going whitewater rafting, taking dance classes, joining an adult volleyball league, taking a weekly painting class, or maybe even jumping out of an airplane. In some seasons, your focus on your environment might look like just making sure your kitchen is clean every night before you go to bed so it doesn't stress you out when you wake up in the morning. In other seasons, you might look at your environment and decide you want to move halfway across the country because you realize you need a totally new environment. In some seasons, your focus on finances might just be about creating a budget and learning how to stick with it. And in other seasons, maybe you're digging yourself out of massive debt, recognizing that you have a super unhealthy relationship with money, doing therapy around that and reframing your money mindset and building a new, healthier relationship with money. 
In some seasons, your focus on your career might just be in maintaining the job you currently have, showing up to work, doing the job you're paid to do, and ending the day at five o'clock. In other seasons, your career might be a higher priority, and maybe you're working hard to get a promotion, or maybe you're trying to find a better position or a higher salary with another company. So you need to prioritize fine-tuning your skills or learning new ones so you can market yourself to other companies. Or maybe you're building a new business from scratch and you're having to invest a lot of time in that. In some seasons, your relationship with your family or even your friends, while important, might not take up the majority of your time. Maybe you're prioritizing only the most important relationships, your partner and your kids, for example, and the rest get a little less attention because you're focused on other things. And in other seasons, your relationships are going to take most of your focus. These seasons would be, for example, milestones in a relationship, like planning a wedding, or if you're trying to work through trauma or some sort of challenge in your relationship, that's going to take a lot of intentional focus. Or if you have a baby, or if one of your kids is going through something difficult, those are going to be times when you prioritize those relationships. And there will be seasons when your relationship with yourself is a simple, basic morning routine, like 10 minutes of journaling first thing in the morning. And then there's going to be seasons when you really need to invest a lot of time and focus into the relationship you have with yourself. This might involve therapy, counseling, coaching, digging into trauma, doing the deep inner work, healing your inner child. But no matter what season you find yourself in right now, you can always find value in having an intentional journaling practice that allows you to connect with yourself on a deeper level. As I developed and fine-tuned this practice for myself, I realized how much value there was in it. So I created the 30-day purpose journal so I could share this practice with everyone. This journal was created with the sole intention of helping you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And it's the very same journaling practice that I've been doing for the past year. Because truly having that connection to yourself is the only way you're really going to recognize the season you're in for what it is. And it's going to allow you to make the most of every season of your life. Because once you finally reconnect with yourself, you're then able to realign with your purpose, which will then allow you to know what the next steps you need to take are in order to start building your actual dream life. Your purpose, your dreams, it's all inside of you. It's all a part of you. And if you really want to lean into your purpose to live a life that's fully in alignment with your purpose, you have to reconnect with yourself. You have to invest in the relationship you have with yourself. Because when you're disconnected from yourself, you're disconnected from your purpose. And the relationship you have with yourself and the inner knowing that you have around your purpose is going to guide you through each one of these seasons. 
You can find the journal on Amazon. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And this is a full-size journal. It's about the size of a standard notebook. I've bought journals before that are really small, and some of them are just hard for me to write in. And so I wanted this to be something you actually looked forward to using every single day and where you had more than enough space to write everything you wanted to write without without having to cram it into a tiny little space. So I made it a full-size journal. There are morning and evening journaling prompts that aren't going to take you more than 10 or 15 minutes to get through. So you can truly fit them into whatever season you're in. They're going to allow you to go super deep and really connect with yourself as you answer the questions. There's also a goal tracker, a habit tracker, a journaling exercise that's going to really reignite and reawaken those dreams that maybe you've been holding on to since you were little that you've forgotten all about. Or it's going to help you imagine new dreams. And it's going to give you the roadmap to actually create a life that's going to put you on the path to actually making those dreams a reality. And a deep reflection exercise at the end of the month that's going to give you so much clarity on not only who you are, but whether or not you're living your life in true alignment with the version of you that you really want to be. Check the show notes for the link. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.